I am here with the man, Brandon Hernandez. Dude, thanks for getting on the show. I know you have a busy week, uh, and you cut out some time for me. A wonderfully busy week. Yeah. I, I am thrilled <laughs> to meet you. I mean, yeah, you too, the, the article I'm writing about uh, breweries to visit when you go to uh, Major League Baseball spring training yeah. venues. Yeah. Wouldn't be nearly as good if I hadn't to talk to you. I mean, I did. Oh, I appreciate that. Ask others who know what they're talking about, but yeah. really nobody knew as much as you, and was just able to kind of I don't know. We I think we <laughs> <laughs> I think we vibed a little bit when we first started communicating, and, and we just kind of come at things from the same place. You yeah, know what I mean. Absolutely. And, and it made it real easy that you understood what I was trying to accomplish too. Yeah. So uh, I mean, trying to plan an itinerary around here, there's just so many places, you know. Yeah. Um, and a stranger in a strange land, you need help. And sure. So thank you for being my beer sherpa. I guess. Absolutely, man. I like that name, beer yeah. sherpa. Oh, TM. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to hold off on releasing this until you get that trademark uh, submitted okay. and stuff. That's fair. That's fair. First use. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, man. I I was really excited when in in the here, here's the funny thing. This is I'm a big believer in things happen and things align and you align with people for a reason. Um, I was I woke up in the middle of the night, like just I woke up, couldn't sleep. It was like one in the morning. And, you know, a thing I always tell myself, don't go on your phone, don't go on your phone. For <laughs> yeah. some reason, I went on Facebook and then there was a group and you would ask like, hey, come in here, come to Arizona. Uh, you know, what places are you, uh, uh, what, you know, what should I check? I can't remember exactly the details. It's pretty much of, like, what are you excited about? Where should I yeah. not miss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And, and then I reached out to you. Um, like, I, th- I think I was able to fall back asleep. And 50 uh, suggestions yeah. later. Uh, <laughs> I did. We really culled it down. Yeah. But no, I mean, you didn't just suggest them. You had reasons why. Which was always, which is always the key. I mean, a lot of yeah. people can just uh, say, "Oh, you got to go to this place, and this place, and this place, and this place." Well, why? Oh, the beer's good. Yeah. Well, and can, 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 <laughs> yeah, it feels feel free to uh, you know expound on that. Yeah, and, but you right off the bat, and it was just kind of notes that I give to people when they come to San Diego. That it's one of the best things about what I do is that I get to share what I've learned over decades in my hometown that I've spent forty six years in. Yeah. Uh, with people who just will send me a cold email from my website, you know, yeah. they'll just say, "Hey, I'm coming to San Diego. Any chance you could tell me where to go? I'll be like, where are you staying? What kind of beers do you like?" Yeah, and you know, we're busy people, but yeah. I always have time for that. I for sure. love that, and it's just knowing that somebody's gonna get some pleasure out of it. And yeah. so you kind of did me that solid back and. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep paying that forward. Nice, man. I appreciate that. Well, I plan on coming to San Diego soon. So, oh, great, uh, <laughs> perfect. Oh, what, like Homebrew Con or something like that. I, I, you know, I don't know. Last time I was there, um, f- at, I went to the Harland at Bay Park. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been to that one recently, but the food truck outside of that, uh, Rosemary's Burgers. Have you ever had Rosemary's? I haven't had it, but I know uh, of it. Well, Nick is from originally from uh, Phoenix, um, oh. and during COVID, uh, so he had a food truck called Strata. That was out in San Diego. And then when the pandemic hit, he came back home and had his, brought his food trucks here. So we actually set up here a lot at Simple Machine. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So All him right. and I connected and we just became really good friends. And he kept, you know, he then he moved back out to San Diego and he was like, man, you got to come out. You got to come out. I'm outside of the Harlan. You know, I mean, r- really good location like, too. awesome location. Yeah, yeah. That, that is that's just just a beautiful place. And uh, actually it was cool because he set me up with Anthony, uh, one of the owners, who's actually one of the owners of Scout as well. Yep. Well, Scott distribution. Know him well. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, really great guy. And they're they're brewer too. I can't remember the brewer's name. Um, I meet so many people and I'm not great with names. Probably Nick. 
Yeah, Nick. Yeah, oh, brother, for sure. Dark-haired guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it was just great time. So that was the last time I was there. And then, you know, uh, Nick from uh, Rosemary's Food Truck took me to some places. But uh, we might be coming out this summer. Uh, you know, when I bring the wife and my two daughters um, to vacations, you know, I, I have a little bit of a beer agenda to it, but I'm also like, right. okay, maybe just a couple. There's of only stuff. a certain percentage, right? Yeah. Where it doesn't become not fun for the rest of the for crowd, sure. Right? Yeah, and they dig it. They dig it. They dig oh, the good. vibe of breweries. Uh, they don't like brew days. Uh, they're like, oh, it stinks in here. I'm like, that smells wonderful. That's like the best smell in the world, you yeah. know. Uh, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I when I come. Absolutely, but, I would um, be mad if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So you you were born and raised in San Diego. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I was actually born in uh, West Germany, okay. which is now just Germany. Okay. But uh, <laughs> two months later, I was back home to San Diego where uh, my mother and father are natives. So, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a local yokel. Okay. Okay. And what was it like? What was uh, Brandon the kid like? Were you uh, a nerd? nerd? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a common thread in craft beer, yeah. I've, I've noticed. Uh, uh, that's it, not a bad thing. I was uh, somebody who could get really passionate and obsessive about certain things. Okay. Very completionist nature. I mean, if uh from things like Transformers and G.I. Joe all the way up to, like, boogie boarding or any activity or uh, video games. My God. I yeah. mean, like, Nintendo. Jeez. Those were the days. It's probably good that I weaned myself off of that. Of yeah. course, I went to Beer Research Institute uh, this week, and I had to take a half hour out just to play some of the classic yeah. games. It was so much fun. At the Tap Room in Mesa? Like the, the arcade? Yeah, I, went to, I yeah. went to both. I actually started out down at the, at the uh, you know, the OG location. Yeah. And then yeah. he, he took me up to the arcade real quick because I was going to Oro Brewing. He's like, I'll give you a ride. Nice, man. He gave me, yeah. He gave me some, awesome. So he gave me some tokens. He's like, if you got time. And uh, thanks to some uh, mishaps with the old Uber, I did have some time. <laughs> and I, yeah, I hit 150000 on the Miss Pac Man. I was, I was yeah. rocking it. But, nice. Uh, but yeah, so things like that. I, w- I would always. Uh, fall deep down rabbit holes even when i was a kid okay and as uh, i became interested in things like uh reading and writing (laughs) sadly not until i was about 16 okay like i read my first book for pleasure i think when i was 16 years old okay um other than that it was just kind of a nuisance to have to read exactly exactly and therefore i had no interest in writing yeah but uh once i read like two books i thought you know words are kind of cool yeah (laughs) you can you can communicate a lot of things with these so um yeah, I started doing that for fun with fictional, and and so it was, that was one of my many obsessions through life. But uh, was is reading? Uh, well, no, uh, writing. Oh, writing. Okay. I still, I yeah. still, uh, I read too slow, so I'm not yeah. really obsessed with reading. Okay. I can barely read my own stuff, but uh, <laughs> but I do, I do love to write. I just something about the uh, the art of communication, or just the not even the art, just the act of communication and sure. sharing things. I, that's why I like about you know, sharing beer news, yeah. is that. I get to be kind of uh, somebody that everybody can look to and then get useful information. Yeah. There's nothing like sharing that and somebody saying, wow, that was really helpful what you wrote. I said, oh, good, because in real life, I'm not that helpful. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you uh, put that into words and suddenly Brandon becomes helpful. There yeah, you right? go. Put it yeah, on the yeah. paper. Yeah. Yeah. The other side of me. It's great. Well, what did you write about? Like when you were younger and you started to write, like what, what were you writing about? So I was writing uh, I, I, uh, horror novel type stuff. Okay. Uh, I was really uh, interested in what like Stephen King and Dean Koontz and people like that. Okay. And, and so I, that got me into it. I mean, I wasn't really somebody who wanted to be like this AP style 
reporter. I didn't yeah. want to join the. I didn't want to join the uh, high school newspaper. Okay. I wrote for it once. Yeah. But that's another story. Your stories were too scary for. That. Uh, right. Right. No. I, <laughs> I. I wrote some review of. I, re- I wrote a review of Nirvana's In Utero album. And nice. I just put. I just. Uh, I wrote it as an assignment, and somebody thought it was good enough that they threw it in the paper one day, and I said, hey, I didn't. I'd say you could do that, but, but that. thanks. It's really good. <laughs> um, best thing I've seen in the paper all week. But no, I, I wanted to be a fiction writer, and so I did that for fun for years and years. I mean, okay. during the pandemic, I wrote two books just for because I had time. Yeah, you know, I had time, and that was what I'd always wanted. And yeah, so I've got manuscripts. If I ever get any free time, I might shop them around. You never nice. know. Nice, heck yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's what I started out on. Yeah. And what about like after like college? Like, did you have? Did you go to college? Did you have a career path? Like, wh- where did you want to? I skipped go? college. But yeah. I was at the time I didn't know it, but I was lucky enough to have a son at the age of eighteen. Okay, so um, that got me into the uh, blue collar world of white collar work. Okay, <laughs> as I put it, <laughs> um, and got me going. And actually, ended up creating opportunities through being, you know, recruited into a marketing department to. Uh-huh start using words in a way that was persuasive and interesting. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And my entire background now for uh, over 25 years of being a professional is, is in marketing communications, okay. PR, things like that. So yeah. uh, that started me down a path. But, yeah. So that's uh, how I got into doing it. There was no college. There was only kind of like the uh, school of hard knocks. But it was the best for me. I, I kind of sure. needed a kick. Yeah. A guy who hasn't read his first book for pleasure until 16 probably needs a kick in the ass. You know what I mean? And <laughs> you got that and kick I got in the ass. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything worked out great because I had my son. So yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. That's awesome. I mean, that, like I said, things. I, I, I'm a big believer things happen for a reason. You were yep. put on certain paths. And, you know, my, my massive student let, loan debt that I accrued took me 15 years to complete my degree. Uh, there, was, there was that path for me, you know, um, of... Yeah, and why don't you drink beer? I, <laughs> exactly, it's it's the best it's the best way to deal with it for sure. Uh, well, so when, when did beer come into the picture? Like when you were younger, did you drink? Did you drink beer? Were you a beer drinker at all? Get this, it's very much like that reading for pleasure. Yeah, I never was really had this draw to drink alcohol. Okay, so I had my first drink. Uh, when I was 22 years old. Okay. Um, I don't know why. What took me so long? Maybe I just saw it as something that people were doing recreationally, and I'm like, sure. yeah, I'm having fun already. I didn't really need yeah. it. I wasn't yeah. like, I don't need beer to have fun or something like who, the annoying people. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, one night I just was out with my friends, and we were at a brew pub, and I said, you know what? I think we can get something to drink. They were like, what? <laughs> we've been trying to get you to do that for years. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it, uh, I didn't really particularly like it. Okay. And, it, and the beer wasn't very good. Yeah, it was It was a red. It okay. Was, it was an Irish red. Yeah. Um, but my first real beer, where I actually had, you know, like a beer, and because I wanted to go and hang with friends, was at a place called O'Brien's Pub in San Diego. Um, really, it's, it's the longest running craft beer uh, bar in San Diego oh, now. Oh, nice. Really great place. Uh, my friends took me out, and I said, yeah, I don't really drink beer, guys, but I want to hang with you. They're like, okay, great. Well, come on over. It'll be great. I uh, sit down with them. There's five of us. They go around the table and say, what, what do you want? Everyone's like, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. And this, my friend says, Arrogant Bastard. And I'm trying to think of any beer I've ever seen on TV that sounds like the fanciest one. And yeah. I'm just like, do you have um, Heineken? They said, no, God, no, 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 no. He'll have a Bigfoot. And so I did. 
And I said, they, they, they bring these all in. And I'm like, this doesn't look like beer. I yeah. said, yeah, try it. And I try it. And I'm like, is this what beer tastes like? Because, you know, like, it's supposed to be yellow and it's supposed to be other things. Yeah. It's much like when I had that, the, the initial one, when I didn't really care for it. But I didn't really care for this either, but I felt really good in about four sips because it was 10% <laughs> or whatever. What is a Bigfoot? That sounds, because I'm thinking Oh, Yeti. Sierra Nevada barley wine. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. barley wine. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this came in a, a 12-ounce pint. Yeah. It was rad. And after that, I said, I'll try that arrogant bastard thing he's trying. And again, I was like, I don't know if this is really for me, but I'm having a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> and I've gone back there a million times. I love that place. And it's just, it's nostalgic, but new memories get made all the time. And so that's how I got into, oh, and when I found out the, uh, actually, so when I found out the arrogant bastard was made locally, I said, okay. oh, there's breweries in San Diego. And at the time, there really weren't that many. Okay. But, uh, and this is what, pro- like, late oh, 90s? Oh, so this was 1998. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 1998. And uh, I eventually came to uh, drink my friend's home brews, you know, get whatever kind of craft beer you could find, like Red Hook and Pyramid, yeah. things like that. And kept, a, kept an eye on Stone and, and then got to try things like Ballast Point, Alesmith and all that. And um, I got into writing in, the, uh, in 2007, started professionally writing okay. for newspapers, magazines back home, things like that. And very early on, I wrote about food, so okay. I was a food writer. Okay, nice. Um, culinary food, restaurants, things like that. And I realized that nobody else was writing about local beer. So I pitched it to my editor. I said, hey, what if I did a roundup of all the local breweries? He says, oh, are there enough? I said, oh, my God, there's so many of them. There's like 18. <laughs> and at, at that time in 2007, it was pretty astounding that there was wow, that, that many, still, right? There was only 18 in 07 in the San Diego area. Around there, yeah. It, um, and now uh, we're, we have roughly 150 operating brew houses and over 200 venues throughout the county. Same, same county size. Yeah. But... Yeah, I got, so I kind of got to know everybody. He says, you can write it if you want. I said, all right, great. And it was really fun, and I really started to dive deep once I met. I'm sure you experience this all the time. You meet somebody behind the business, the brewer, owner, whoever it might be, and then all of a sudden there's a link, and you care, and you hear what got them into it. Yeah. And so with that roundup, I really got to know a lot of – it was the foundation of my relationship with all these brewers, uh, brewers and uh, owners. And I was just more compelled to go out and learn more about their business, try more of their beer, and I did. And it's just become that obsession took over. <laughs> and uh, it became my entire career and a lot of my life. Yeah. Was there, what, was there certain things that, uh, because that, I know there are certain things about, you know, that I really connected with craft beer. I mean, obviously going into a place and it's, it's got a cool vibe to it and uh-huh. it's different. Uh, you know, obviously the beer tastes different than what we're used to, but I know I have my certain reasons what I, why I connected with, with breweries. For you, what, what, were there certain things that, that really stood out to you? Well, as I got used to beer, I, of course, I started to appreciate the flavor and yeah. all the different styles. I was pretty fascinated by all the different styles. And as I learned more and more about them, you know, started reading books about uh, the origins of certain styles. And it's, it's so vast. And I was yeah. always impressed by the fact that you can keep learning. Even brewers, like, I'm learning every day. Yeah. And so if you keep peeling back that onion, you keep getting rewards, and it's really fun. Now, I think part of me also... When I was growing up, I was all into alternative music and alternative okay. this and alternative that. All of the teams that I like aren't 
are, are like underdog teams. Okay. I mean, I'm just that guy. Yeah. My favorite color is orange. <laughs> Mine I mean, too. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Well, now it's too popular. I got to <laughs> change. I like lilac now. Um, but I, I think that I re- that that really spoke to me. Yeah. The thing of like when grunge came out, and I was really into it. I went to uh, a school where most people weren't into that kind of music at all. Yeah. And so I was a black sheep, but. I knew I was in on something really cool, at least in my mind. And I felt good about myself for being in on it and, and being able to recognize how good it was. And I yeah. feel like that's how I felt about craft beer, too, like and that. local craft beer. I know it's good. People are like, why are you spending so much money on that? What's yeah. the big deal about that? It's like, well, I understand. I'm happy to tell you if you want to learn. But, <laughs> but you know, as it, as it became more popular, sometimes I'll admit that I'm like, this when it was just us people who got it. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Sure. It's yeah. like, oh, jeez. No, every the, bro in the corner is like, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I think that that was a big part of my uh, psychological makeup yeah. that made me uh, really get into it and, and, and stay with it. I, I, I still find it infinitely fascinating. Yeah. And well, uh, I was going to say, people. the stuff like that is it's lesser known, right? So if, like me, I'm very curious and I want to dig deeper, right? Yeah. If there's a whole book about it already, I'm just kind of like, ah, you know, it's already there. Where if it's like there's mystery to it, right? You're like, oh, dude, I'm going to figure, you know, want to figure this out. And yeah. uh, and it could put you on this journey of, of discovery, right? Yeah. Um, well, then next thing, like, next thing you know, much like you, I ended up writing the book on San Diego beer. Like, I have, yeah. I have two editions of a guide that came out years ago. But, um, yeah. but you know, it's then you're really on the forefront and you're communicating the information to people. And I don't know, it's yeah. something special about that. That takes something you love so much and get to do what you're doing or yeah. the things that I'm doing. It's, who knew? Who knew when I had that, that Bigfoot? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it felt good, right? Because it was what? It's a barley wine, so it's going to make you feel good, yeah. especially after for it being your first beer. But uh, for it to lead into that, that's, that's really cool. And w- one thing that I that I really connected with, with craft beer was it's, it's the intersection of, uh, you know, blue collar. I grew up outside of Youngstown, Ohio, you know, old steel city. So like blue collar through and through, but then I've always been very creative. I always had this creative drive. So it's the intersection of the two of those, right? Yeah, (laughs) I do. do. Yeah. Uh, you as well, you, yeah. Creative person. Uh, but, um, that it's the intersection of like you've got this great idea um this is gonna be really cool really cool can art this is gonna be a really great beer but then you got to put the work into it right then you have to get back here in the brew house sweat your ass off you know i mean these guys are back here when it's 115 degrees outside in phoenix and i mean you can cool it down to a certain point but you know uh, that's when you you get a real uh, test of somebody um but uh, so, all right. So when you started in this, you know, obviously there was there was not the number of breweries. But like, I mean, what, like 10 percent of what there is now. Right. In San Diego. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so you were there kind of at the at the starting point. Um, we look at as you know, I, I grew up in Ohio. Like I said, I moved here in 07. Um, but I've always looked at like Denver and San Diego as those meccas. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so for what were some of the things that happened over the years? that you saw that you kind of eye-opening like holy shit man like this is this is a big deal well um just rapid expansion that occurred at a certain point there were there have been certain uh points in san diego county's lifespan where all of a sudden you just see spurts from the from the craft beer industry and you know we've been fortunate that we haven't had in our region a lot of the uh you know fallout because craft beer is cyclical and it always has been 
you see a bunch of people get going, it gets momentum, and then boom, there's a big, there's a big fall. Yeah, does it again? There's a big fall. I don't know. Like we're kind of in, kind of. I wouldn't say a fall, but there's definitely more challenges than ever before and now. Sure. Uh, but back when there was 18, I remember like uh, maybe a couple breweries, uh, several breweries would open up per year, but then. As momentum was gained, as people took notice of these things, you know, thanks to journalists putting it out there finally. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. But um, thanks to innovators like, for instance, Stone Brewing. I, I, I always credit Stone Brewing as being probably the most innovative in San Diego from a standpoint of being able to get the spotlight shined on San Diego. Sure. Because there could have been 40 breweries, but if no one's going to do something kind of audacious to really get one but get journalists to look in that direction and therefore put their cameras in that direction. Yeah. Then everybody can just be in relative obscurity, especially in a place as big as San Diego. But yeah. not only did they make things like arrogant bastard ale and, you know, push hops through the stratosphere at the time. Um, but they, they started a distribution company that allowed the likes of ale Smith and, and other companies to finally get distribution went because they could stone couldn't get into grocery stores yeah. and, outlets like that and they knew that other people couldn't too so they went ahead and formed that distribution company to get themselves in and said you know what let's just bring everybody in too it'll help us it'll help them and it'll be great and it, it really uh, was the foundation of San Diego's rising tide you know yeah. we all talk about it you're experiencing it here right now For which sure. is wonderful uh, that's been the best thing I've seen since I've gotten to Arizona is just talking to people and just seeing how interconnected everybody is and how they're all in it for each other for the most part yeah really 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 cool and i think it will benefit you guys as much as it did us but people were helping new breweries come aboard and that's not just stone but everybody you could ask questions of brewers and this was way back when there was no culture already in place for that you okay. know you hear people like oh yeah yeah everybody in arizona you go to these people and they'll help you out none of that existed yet so they had to forge that and then it, they did and everybody paid it forward help people up and next thing you know like 2012 was a big year for us we had a gimongous that's a real word now yeah. <laughs> uh, number of brewery openings and the next year was kind of the same and for several years we had tremendous growth and you know tons of breweries that went on to be pretty big society modern times places like that all opened in that span and became like the next generation but so you've got these two generations of really great breweries the old the old guard and the now, now what would almost be considered old guard at ten years plus old? Yeah, um, just <laughs> mid carrying, guard. Yeah, carrying on all the traditions. So as we saw people banding together, uh, collaboration beers, big beer beer festivals, San Diego Brewers Guild would put on, and um, that's when my eyes started opening more to be like, whoa, this could be a real thing. And then it became a real thing, and it yeah. just keeps growing and growing. Even through these COVID years, we had more openings and closings in all these weird years, and. Um, people are still getting into the game. It's just on a smaller scale, but, sure. um, yeah, there's, there's a, uh, and, and then of course I would say the improvement in beer overall, because yeah. when I got, when I first got into it, 2007, it was really hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, and even the places who made good beer still had clunkers. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I've watched the likes of, this is not to say any of these places I'm going to say are bad because yeah. they weren't not at all. Uh, but the likes of Carl Strauss, I used to go to Carl Strauss, and they had they would do a flight, and almost every beer was this exact, exact same color. We're talking like same SRM number and yeah. everything, 
And they just called it a different style. And there were slight differences in the beers, but not really. Now you go, oh, my God. They, they, they brew so well the style. And, and everything is completely different. There's, yeah. there's nothing like that anymore. And Stone used to be a one-trick pony. Now they've got other things. Ballast Point has grown uh, leaps and bounds and done all the things they've done. They've got their own saga and all. But, but man, the beer quality, is, it's completely undeniable. Alesmith, they were always good. Um, <laughs> but no, there's, there's just so much there's so much improvement's been made and so many tips that have been shared that most of the new breweries that open now have great beer out of the gate across the board and it's only because of the camaraderie and the, the interaction sharing of thoughts and, and techniques and things like that it's just yeah. it's really something and as I saw that come about I was like oh man this is unstoppable because now there's no there's no barrier when there's no bad beer Sure. And there's almost no bad beer in San Diego. Yeah. That's beer awesome. Too. I, I, I've been so impressed, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that was one thing that, uh, you know, I had a buddy who, um, and this is when I, you know, I hadn't gotten out too much outside the state, um, you know, with, as far as craft beer goes. And he came back from Denver. I'm like, dude, is Denver like everybody talks about? He's like, dude, Denver is fantastic. He's like, here's the difference. So he's like, our best versus their best they're they're head to head there's there's not much you know that we're we're right there but the thing is and this was you know probably three four years ago he's like okay. every beer on their tap list is excellent but our in, in arizona you've got maybe two three good beers and then maybe two or three not great beers right now and now we've ri- we've risen up and now in my opinion uh you know that that wave of just because you're opening a brewery doesn't mean you're going to be successful just based off the hype of a brewery right Right. you got to bring your a game and i think that that's what you're that's what i get when you're talking about san diego is uh you have to come out of the gates with every beer being good right because there are so many options that you know the the game has risen you know so you better be up to the challenge Uh, yeah although i will say it's kind of an interesting phenomenon we have going on right now is that like i was saying the new entrants are very small they're nanos and uh neighborhood focused breweries where they're not looking to ever grow sure yeah and so if you open in a small community where there's not a lot of competition we're getting back to a place where you can have bad beer again ah okay yeah so (laughs) i'm starting to see just a little bit here and there where it's like oh i'm starting to feel like i'm going back in time sure it's not necessarily a good thing that's interesting however you know Everyone gets better over time. And like I said, these places are new. So I'm yeah. really hoping that they just fine-tune things like everybody else does. And everyone has the right to do. So yeah. I'm looking for that. But that is the one thing I'll say that about this uh, uh, sizing down of the industry and everyone saying I don't need to be the next chain, that, uh, next chain the next company that's distributed in 50 states. Yeah. Well, there's something between that and being the neighborhood brewery. The neighborhood brewery should be better, if you sure. ask me. Yeah. Because you're in control of everything. and. And there's plenty of people to ask for help, so I really hope that that, that happens. I don't know if you see that with, with smaller operations here, but Yeah, yeah, a little bit, you know, especially in, in the in I guess you can say the outskirts, like not so much in the metro area per uh-huh. se as you get a little bit further out. Lower um, rent. It, yeah, well <laughs> yeah, and well, you know, places that are just you know, there's not many other options that are around them, right? Like gotcha. here, you know, we've got front porch right up the road. We've got um uh, Lake Pleasant over here, yep. and then you get down to, you know, so, but as you kind of get out a little bit further, it's, you know, it's the neighborhood spot, right? Yep. You know, and so people are like, you know, this is great. This is, this is where we come. This is what's close to us. So yep. you can be a little bit more forgiving and, and, you know, like, that's eh, not the best, but it's five minutes from the house. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, hey, let me take a break real quick. All right. So we're back. Um, 
we were just kind of chatting offline here, and, and it was funny because, Brandon, you were saying, you know, your day job. Right? And a lot of times in this type of work, you know, when people say they've got a day job, it's like, oh, yeah, I work for the city as a, you know, as a city engineer. Right. And I, so I asked you, you said, you mentioned your day job a couple of times, and I'm like, well, what's your day job? And you're like, well, San Diego Beer News. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so this is... It just uh, seems like a side job. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I had... Uh, journalism as a second career for over 12 years when you were doing like marketing and pr type of e- stuff exactly okay. like i worked for breweries for seven years i was over at stone alesmith and society back home for and marketing and pr correct okay so you were yeah. still in the beer industry but just doing a different type of work right and so all the journalism i did was supplementary to that and before that i had you know, marketing for uh, a plethora of companies and it, all sorts of things. Marketing is very transferable. Yeah. But I was putting in like 50 hours a week at those jobs and then doing 30 to 40 hours on journalism because I really, at one time I, I contributed to 12 uh, magazines at a time. Okay. On a constant basis. All so across I, the country? Magazines all across the country? Uh, yeah, I had some okay. nationals, but I, I almost had like every magazine in san diego as well nice. there's only like two i haven't written for yeah like one magazine and two local like uh, smaller level papers okay um so that was really tough but yeah now the pandemic took me off of being a freelancer for everybody else and uh gave me the push i needed to finally implement something i my my backup plan i okay. said you know you never know when things could just go to hell sure <laughs> and my, oh, my, it was, you brought this whole thing on us huh? no. <laughs> well my wife told me in 2019 she says hey you know th- this is way too much work for you to be doing every single week for 12 years okay yeah. you can't work 80 hours a week you it's degrading you okay it's yeah. like you're 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 Getting old fast. <laughs> I used to look so young. You, you understand it. You still look good. You're two years older than me. You look good, man. God bless you. Um, yeah, yeah. We're both uh, 20. You're, so you're 27. I'm 29. Exactly. Great. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but so she said, hey, I, I looked at the numbers and, you know, you've saved in, enough and you have all the retirement that you need. You could just do one. So why don't you pick? Do you want to write or do you want to do the other job? And I said, well, I'd rather write. I just never thought it could really be a thing. And she said, well, it can be. I said, okay, great. And her math, you know, I penciled out. Okay, great. So I, uh, I uh, retired from my day job at the time in November of 2019. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, I do realize I'm walking more of a tightrope than I was before. So I need to have a backup plan. I thought, well, if anything goes south with any of my publications, I could always do this for myself. I said but i would never do a print publication no offense sure um because i've seen how that works back where i'm at yeah and i just you know all the startup it would take for that and all of the expenditure of money for the print product when i when quite frankly for what i do it's more of a niche thing that you find on the internet you know and that's how people are taking their their news today on a phone on a laptop something like that yeah and so I said, okay, well, I could do a website. I, I know, I have friends who are web developers, things like that. And I put it, I said, what would it look like? What would it be? San Diego Beer News. So I trademarked that, and I uh, just kind of sketched out what it would look like, maybe, like, basically. I said, okay, if it comes down to it, I can always make this my backup plan. Give that a whirl. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to work. Put it in a drawer. Forgot about it for about three months, four months. And then the pandemic happened. The main 
uh, publication I freelanced for. It was called West Coaster. It was a it was almost ten year old uh, beer publication in town. You know, print, really cool. Immediately, they're like, "Oh, we're out. And Dang, we're done." Because they were already struggling. I think financially sure. already. It, it, as as it was like that was one of the reasons I was probably thinking like, maybe I should do a, a website. So I was like, damn. But they said, well, well, we'll probably be back. So just hold tight for a little bit, and you know when this whole thing blows over, we'll be able to get advertisers again and do all this kind of stuff. Three months in, I'm like, this is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get in touch with my friend who's a web developer, and he says, oh, I think we could make you a great website. We can have it done in like two weeks. You have a logo? I said no. So I got in touch with my friend who does that kind of thing, and that was done in about 24 hours. And um, as they were developing the website, I, I was still getting news from breweries, but they had nowhere to put it. And I uh, said, well, you know what? I'll I'll just make a San Diego Beer News page on Facebook, and you know I'll use my Instagram account, which was already SD Beer News. Twitter was already SD Beer News, and we'll we'll put it there. So I was writing full forum articles, like full length articles with all these all this breaking news. And people were like, oh, this is cool. And I just brought all that traffic over to my website. All the people who've been following me for years and years anyway. Yeah. So I had a built-in audience. It worked out great. But so you had developed a, rela- a, 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 a reputation for yourself by this point anyway. Oh, right? yeah. You were embedded in, yeah, yeah. in the I, industry. Yeah. I, I think that one of the good things is that brewers can, knows they can, they can trust me. Brewery owners, they can trust me. I'm not out to get them, do anything like that. Um, and it, I, I'm as much a resource for them as the people who are reading my news who want to know about the breweries. So I like that. I like that, you know, double-sided nature sure. of San Diego Beer News. And so, anyways, that's how it started, and it just took off immediately. And I keep pushing myself to do fun features and things like that, things that are like way out of just reporting news or being a basic blog. Yeah, nothing wrong with those, but I feel I feel like I'm a full. You know, full-fledged resource and outlet and business. So I, I really want to see how far I can take it. So I yeah. keep pushing myself. Like a travel section for San Diego Beer News, well, maybe somebody wouldn't have thought of that. But it's yeah. been really uh, – people have re- received it very well. And, oh, thank God, now I know where to go when I go to, you know, Phoenix. Yeah. Because I know nobody knows about the scene that – hardly anybody knows about the scene back home that's yeah. happening here. But I'm glad that they will now. Sure. Yeah. So it's very cool. I dig that. I dig that, right? Because, I mean, there's only so many ways that you can write, oh, this is a perfect blend of mosaic and citra hops and, <laughs> and it has a, a fruit burst that, you know, like there's. Oh, uh, yeah. So I love the, you know, the we're storytellers like, you know, with our with our magazine. Um, I wouldn't say we're, we're not, not so much into the news as far as like, you know, we have a feature in this latest issue about, you know, newest um, uh restaurants right you know some of the the newer hot restaurants but it's more kind of the story behind them Mm -hmm. um so i like the that aspect of it but then in addition to it the news like you were saying i don't think we we hit record quite yet but uh you were saying you're here doing this story and then there was breaking news yesterday that you had to to work through the night to to get out so so you're getting those things out that are uh you know there are you know time sensitive type of things right and they're yeah the news doesn't stop that, right, that's yeah. the one thing about having a news site i mean if i did have maybe a blog that was you know more of like your standard beer blog where I, it's more about like i have this beer and it tastes like this yeah. or this beer's coming out that would be real easy to um you know just make for a regular easygoing life but yeah. um when you're in news for me it's kind of like when you're in public relations it's not really a job it's a it, it's a lifestyle or it's a life because you can't turn it off at any point sure you know, with pr it was 
oh, your you know your client, whoever you're working with, needs this now, or or a reporter gets in touch with you, and it's could be 9 p.m. Who knows? Or it could be Saturday. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what you're going for is to get that coverage, and you've got to help them out however you can, and you know bend over backwards. With the news, like it's only like I always tell people, you know, they call it the news because it's new. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you're reporting news days and days and days and days later, sure you can do it, but I think it's pretty lame. It's like I'm trying to keep people updated. Yeah. And uh, so to have that devotion, it requires a lot of work and sure. it requires a lot of dedication. But doesn't mean it's not a bummer when when I'm up you know at the hotel doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think people think I have the best job in the world, and I, I probably do. But um, it's still it's still pretty tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This news cycle never stops, man. No. Well, you know, and that, and that's the thing too is you know I, I get the same thing like oh dude your your job's the best they they see the magazine and they see all these pictures like that food looks awesome that burger looks great I'm like well first of all my business partner Luke's the photographer yep. so I didn't even get to go to that place right yep. <laughs> you know I just I uh, I'm responsible for getting the advertisements for it you know and this and that but um, but that's what that's what makes it. Uh, my wife always tells me this when I'm getting stressed out. She's like, hey, if it was easy, she's like, yeah, that, there'd be so many people yep. before you doing this. you know. Yep. So those are the type of things that that dedication and you happen to stay up late, even though you're kind of on a you know, little vacation, <laughs> quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone thinks these are vacations. It's so funny. It's like, well, you, uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Why don't you go to Phoenix and interview 20 people in five yeah. days and you tell me how much of a vacation you had. <laughs> well, setting it up. Like, I remember, you know, you and I communicating, setting it up, but like, you know, even trying to help people. You of, of with people I have these personal relationships with of trying to help oh, yeah. you set up with interviews and stuff in your itinerary. I'm like, dude, that just that alone is is no, that's I, work. I, and I couldn't have done it without you. Once more, hey, I, I mean, yeah, I could have done yeah. I could have done a worse job. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, really, like I can't even imagine if I hadn't had your help. It's it was outstanding. Happy to help. Man. Happy I mean, to yeah. help. Now you guys, you guys did a podcast at one point too. Did you have a San Diego Beer News podcast? No, I was part of a podcast called the Indie Beer Show. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, okay. it was super fun, but it was its own uh, property. Okay, gotcha. Um, but it was it was fun. We would interview people every two weeks. We got to interview just about gosh, almost everybody in San Diego. But yeah. then we also did folks like Vinny Chalurzo and uh, nice. the folks over at Beerstadt in Denver, and yeah, we we pulled some interesting folks in there, and yeah. and, and uh, really enjoyed just talking about beer with people who it was, it was kind of cool because the people we were interviewing were typically you know brewery owners brewers or um folks who were involved in uh, sales or the tasting room okay. interfacing with people yeah and just deep into their work and me having worked at breweries and other people having spent so other co-hosts having spent so much time around them yeah they really appreciated the angle we come at them with when that we actually understood their lives a little yeah. bit and could ask them questions versus like why do you like cascade huh <laughs> sure yeah what yeah. do you do when somebody comes Yo, in Ken Grossman, why do you like uh, <laughs> why do you like those uh, cascade hops so yeah. much so um, we always had a good time and I, I think that we were able to um, disarm the, the people a lot so they ended up having a pretty good time too we sure. usually got a lot of reports that hey i that was a fun podcast thanks for making it fun instead of an obligation yeah, so, yeah. and we got to drink some really great beers Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just show up at my door. Oh boy. <laughs> well, so all right. We before we wrap this thing up here, um, I, I know you're a busy guy, and sure. uh, and and I appreciate you taking the time to get on the show. Uh, your, what is your opinion so far of, of Phoenix? Now, is this your first trip to Phoenix? 
Oh, I've I've been to Phoenix a lot, but okay. never for the express purpose of trying beers. And, okay, uh, I came out a lot for spring training games. Okay, so that's kind. Of, I mean, this is like a dual passion of mine. It's, yeah, it's. I wish these this article existed in a really good form somewhere, but I'm. It doesn't, so I'm going to make it. Will it, I, it will I, soon? I'm really excited <laughs> about that. But yeah, so I come out for that, and uh, uh, I used to come out for business every now and again too. Okay. I've always enjoyed being here and I've uh, spent most of my time in downtown and then of course being a Padres fan out in Peoria so that's okay. uh, that's quite the uh, very different places those sure. those two places couldn't be much different <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think but um, I the one thing that I always wanted to try was beer and um, I don't know I, I had trouble finding it early on like I guess like 10 years ago was sure. when I was really coming out here on a yearly basis but last time I was here was 2018 and that was when I first started to see that there were places I could go that were anywhere near anything that I was at. Yeah. And now, just there's so much. And it's interesting. And the places are individualistic. And it's not like you're just going from one chain brew pub to the next or something like that. Yeah. There, every, everybody's making concerted effort to express themselves through beer. Yeah. And, and they have their own things to offer. I, I have been very pleased with a lot of the beer i've had i mean you you sent me to, to what you think are the best places as well i mean you gave me all that information so yeah it kind of stacked the deck in my favor I like <laughs> to think. but but yes i've so many great breweries and beers that i'll remember not just because i took notes on them sure you know what I mean? right yeah anything stand out particularly any of the places you want to give specific shout outs to Oh God! I, you know, honestly, I can give a shout out to a lot of a lot of places, but um, you know, everybody likes Rand House. Yeah, for a reason, yeah, for it's sure. Really, really good. Yep. Uh, I thought Goldwater was great. I really enjoyed um, Tombstone North. Did you get to go to the gold mine? At I did uh, get to go in Goldwater. The, in, yeah, it was cool. It That's, was cool, and I, I hope that it gets finished up so that people can enjoy it on a regular basis because they still have plans for that that place. They've so they they haven't opened it back up. Oh no, no, ah. no. But they're working on it. It's just I think it's more of a long term plan because mostly, you know, all of the things they've had to deal with over the past several years have yeah. pushed that to the back. Well, they, it was open at one point. It used to be open as like it, like weekends, like evenings on the weekends. Yeah, they're tr- they're trying to figure out the best way to use the space and yeah. to, you know, it is kind of an interesting thing too. You you got folks like bringing beer down these steep stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, steep up. stairs, and they got that tight turn. Yeah, and, trying to yeah. keep track of people coming and goings. I'm sure it's tough, but but they want to um, actually make improvements down there. They have, like, a bigger bar. Okay. And what they were telling me was, was really exciting. Nice. So I think that it'll be worth any kind of weight that they have to do. Yeah. I, I like that. Oro was really great. I, I liked BRI a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, they had some really, really cool beers, and... I love, like I was saying, the arcade games. I really like that, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a good draw. <laughs> um, you know, here where we're at right now, Simple Machine, yeah. like you said, I can see why it's your local. Yeah. It's super tasty, and the people are super fun, even when they're shooting uh, guns. I don't know. All of them aren't that cool. What? Oh, nothing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, you might want to bring body armor when you come here, but it's really cool. I did get shot with a Nerf gun on my way in. It was unexpected and unappreciated. Unexpected? No, nah, it was expected and appreciated, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. At least I had time to guard my eyes on that one. Uh, well, no. and, and I haven't been every place yet, so there's still yeah. there's still several places I'm going to go. So uh, I'm sure I'll have other shout outs here Heck within yeah. 24 hours. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So uh, one thing that stood out of what you told me too was the um, the light logger here, 
right? You said that's yeah. usually not a style that you go for. Right. Um, and you had the, I think it was the Blueprint light logger. It was Blueprint, yeah. Yeah. Um, Way more character than your standard light logger. And I would say the same thing of um, somebody I forgot to shout out that I absolutely have to, uh, Pedal House. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, logger yeah. game over there is strong. And yeah. yes, uh, what, it was a day drinker. Day drinker, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And, of course, every lager. The Mexican lager, there's another style I get bored by. It's usually flabby. and Yeah. I mean, when you're, your main attribute is corn. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, it tastes like, it tastes corny. I, and I love corn. But, <laughs> but it's like, okay, that's not exactly the beer drinking experience. I'm more like, I'll drink two higher alcohol beers that are really complex and interesting yeah. versus six Mexican lagers. Sure. And they're everywhere where I come from and all throughout the United States. Everywhere I go, everyone's like, yeah, try my Mexican lager. Yeah. Great. There's a lot out here as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. As well there should be in this climate. Yeah. But his just, he calls it amber. It's not really. It's almost, it's lighter than that and uh, what you're drinking right now. And just perfect. It's perfect. It's got a little bit, little bit more to it. The body's perfect. Carbonation's perfect, yeah. and I just I was hats off to him. But you know, good ales as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I Doc, Paddle House Doc is, rules. Doc is the man. Did you talk to Doc? Is that who? You, did I you talked to Doc. Doc. I yeah. had a doctor's appointment. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, dude, Doc's the man. I love Doc. Um, I mean, I love Marshall. Marshall's my man. But I'd say Doc is the best brewer in the state. That's what everybody's told me. So yeah. I, I feel I feel good agreeing with you because literally at every brewery I go to, I say, Hey, who are you excited about? That's not you. Yeah. And everyone almost has mentioned Doc. Yeah. And, he said the good, and not just because he's so skilled, but also because he's forthcoming with answers to their questions. Oh, for if sure. They, oh, if I have a question, I go to him. Yep. And so that's, that's pretty great. We have someone yeah. like that back home called Doug Hasker, and he just happens to be also a, a logger, uh, our foremost logger expert as well. He works okay. at a place called Puesto in, in the Mission Valley part of San Diego, but worked for Gordon Beers for umpteen kajillion years, much like Doc worked for BJ's for umpteen yeah. kajillion years, and then moved into into the like full on full fledged crafting at Paddle House. But yeah, I really enjoyed that place too. So yeah. I'm so glad you asked me about that. Yeah, nice. About this here too. And, and did you go to the Mill Avenue one? The one Sorry? in Tempe on Mill Avenue. Tempe, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and I think that's kind of why it doesn't get the appreciation that it does because it hidden. doesn't look what's well, hidden. But then when you get there, it's 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 a big place and it's a beautiful place. And it's got great food, so it's not one of those. It's not a rent house that that's in a little house. Oh and right, it's little, like a destination. Like I yeah. went there for this, and I can't believe it looks like this, but it's cool once I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I, getting dropped off in the Uber at rent house. I'm like, this is rent house. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a house it's a house i walk in like well this is what i expected as soon as i walked in i'm like this place is cool yeah yeah really cool and all their artwork all over the place yeah that bar is that bar is pretty tight and yeah the the, did you see the arizona the flag on the wall that always blows me away because it's just a it's american flag right but it's 48 states so or there's only I 48 stars. I knew there had stars. to be something to that. Yeah. Okay, yeah there's only 48 stars on there. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I always thought that that was cool too. I didn't know it. I didn't know it for like the first few years, and then I did a podcast with them, and they explained. I'm like, that's really cool. You know, it's so. Uh, so it matches that map they have. That's from like 
yeah. from many years back. Yep. Arizona many years back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Dude, so many little nuggets that you can find here in you Arizona are beer. just an oracle. Uh, you know, um, they say I wrote the book on it. <laughs> Me and my business partner. That I'll was, my that buddy. was sweet. <laughs> well, Brandon, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you getting on the show. Um, yeah. Anytime you're back in town, I'd love to have you on again. Sure. Um, I'm reaching out to you when I go to San Diego Please. as well. And yeah, yeah. And anyone out there who's coming to San Diego, uh, at very least, SanDiegoBeer.News. Go there for the list of breweries because we'll tell you what's actually open and closed. I keep that up to date. Uh, like, if something closes or opens within 24 hours, that's updated. So, okay. So you won't roll up on some place that doesn't exist anymore. Sure. Uh, so at least there's that. But you know, uh, send me an email info at SanDiegoBeer.News too if you have if you're coming to town and you need anything like uh, suggestions. Maybe not like a car. But you know, if get I an can, extra car, Brandon, that I can borrow. <laughs> I really do like being a resource. So uh, yeah, uh, if I can give you something good for my hometown, I'm very pleased to do it. And you're a food guy as well, so I'm sure you could give some food suggestions. I can give some. Yeah, I can give some. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, they're all within proximity of a brewery. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Which anybody that's reaching out to you probably wants that as well. Like, give me something close to a brewery, or like I said, my suggestion would be Harlan Bay Park. With uh, Rosemary's uh, food truck right there. Yes, you know, I got to go try that. Yeah, yeah, dude. He he does like a noodle night. Um, Once in a while, he'll do like curly fries with like it's blue cheese. Man, it's really cool. And he had like, me at Curly Fries, and he I had know. me again at Blue Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. For real. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brandon, thanks again, man. Um, enjoy the rest of your time here in Phoenix. And sure once will. again, San Diego, or SD Beer News. Nope, San Diego Beer dot News I was well. on the internet. Okay. And then social media is SD Beer News. So you had it. Okay. Yeah, all, right. Yeah. all right, I was on at, the right it's path. It's at SD Beer News or San Diego Beer okay. dot News. There you go. Excellent. Don't, don't go for the dot com. That's okay. The stumbling block for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, man. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Yep.